Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants home. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to another edition of the Giants Little Podcast. John Schmelk, Sean O'Hara with you. It's all brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. We're back on track. You look revitalized after a bye week, yeah. O'Hara. Got a little jazz, got a little pep in our step here. It's amazing what a little time off will do for everybody. The spirits are up. You can and feel two it straight the wins heading into the bye. Is yeah, we're on a than, heater. Yes. Yeah, like NBA <laughs> Jam. He, they're heating up. All right. Well, we don't. We're recording this before uh, Brian Dable's press conference on Tuesday. So if word comes out after this gets posted, we apologize. What do you think they're doing at quarterback this week? Why don't we start there? Yeah, great question. Um, I think if I'm Brian Dable, I don't have to make the decision right now. So yeah. why would I? I like, and I would be shocked if he said anything other than we'll yeah. see. <laughs> Even if you knew right now that Tyrod Taylor was going to be your starting quarterback, why announce it to the world? Like there's no there's no benefit to announcing it until you have to. Um, and, and I don't even know if he has to. You know, I think the other key is. Because the Giants, you know, obviously coming off the bye week here, you have a little extra time, but they're also playing on Monday night, so almost have an extra day of practice. Mm-hmm. Let him get through a couple of practices and let him, you know, let's figure out, like, you know, how is he? Is there any rust? What's going on? Um, I, I doubt there'll be any limitations uh, throwing-wise, um, but I think th- from a gamesmanship standpoint, no doubt about it, no, you, you don't want to do that. And also, you know, I think that there's something to be said for when you have two quarterbacks – and they're both splitting reps, you know, it, it is hard to really say as a quarterback, all right, I'm leading this team this week. And you, you do want to let that guy know sooner than later in the week so that he can kind of just say, look, give me all the reps. Give me all the reps and ones. I want to get as many reps with these route combinations and protections and against this Green Bay Packers scout defense as I can get so that when I do come, come time for the game, I'm comfortable, I'm confident, and I'm ready to, to go out there and perform. I think it's an interesting decision. Because if you take everything out of it and just boil down to the simple fact of which is the better quarterback that gives us the best chance to win, if he's healthy, it's hard to argue that it's not Tyrod Taylor. Agreed. Even what he did this year, what he's done in the past, that's your answer. But it's more complicated than that, right? Tommy DeVito has won two straight. The locker room likes him. They're behind him. He has some charisma to him. So I want you to give me the player perspective here from the locker room. Are the players saying, well, look, we know Tyrod's really good. He should be in there. He's a vet. We trust him. Or the players saying, no, we're rolling. We won two straight. Tommy's playing well. He's earned this. He deserves it. We want to play for Tommy because of the way he's played the last two weeks. It wasn't perfect, but we won two games. We're trending in the right direction. How do you think 
that plays into this? And what do you think the feeling in the locker room is when you're talking about which one of these guys is going to get the start this week? Yeah, it's a great question. And if I'm the starting center for the Giants right now, give me Tyrod Taylor. You know, for for a number of different reasons. But number first and foremost, he's got a bigger sample size, right? Tommy DeVito's got you know just a few games, so he's still learning. There's still things that you know that you're going through some growing pains. If I have an opportunity to have a veteran quarterback versus a young rookie quarterback, I'm taking the veteran all day long for, for a couple of reasons. But one is protection-wise, like I, I, I know the defensive coordinators are not going to try the veteran quarterback as much as they would the rookie quarterback. So you're probably not going to see as many blitzes early on in the game. And they're not going to feel like, hey, we're going to – like the blood's in the water and there's sharks coming after you. So I think Tyrod is more experienced in that, getting protections – sound, making sure everybody's on the right page, throwing some hots. We've seen over the last couple of weeks, there have been some times where Tommy DeVito takes a sack or gets sacked because the hot routes, he wasn't ready for it, or he didn't see the same thing that the office line did or that the receivers did. So there were some misfires with that. So I think in the passing game, there's that aspect of it. And then in the run game too, the quarterback is responsible for getting you out of a bad play. If you call a bad play and hold on, you come up, a veteran quarterback will look at it and say, we can't run that play. I've got to check. I've got to audible. I've got to do something. Sometimes young quarterbacks just do what they're told to do, and they just go up the line and run it. So uh, I think those are two big factors. Um, the other aspect of it is the Packers have a really good pass rush. Rayshon Gary right now is lighting up the world. Preston Smith is a crafty veteran on the other side. Gary's so, like a legit top five, six pass rusher. He, right he's now. phenomenal. He's that good. He, he's he's taking over games. Um, and he's going to be lined up over the right tackle for most he, of the game, too, which is. is where the Giants have a weak spot right now. Right. So I think that's a part of it as well. Like who gives you the best opportunity to get the ball out, not hold on to it, not have disastrous plays happen. Um, and also, you know, who can get away from that rush? I think both Tyrod and and Tommy have done, shown a good job sure. of getting away from it. I think Tyrod, when he stepped in for Daniel Jones, when he went down, he was very decisive. And there were times where he dropped back and he immediately just ran because he knew, all right, I don't have the right read here. I don't have the right play call. It's not, you know, we had a man route versus a zone defense. This play's not going to work. I'm just going to run and get three or four yards. So I think that adds to the level of, look, this gives us the best chance to win. Um so, you know, we'll see. I, I think for Tommy DeVito, he's got to prove to Dable and his coaching staff that mentally he can handle whatever Green Bay is going to throw at him. Um, that's really the one key that they're probably looking at is who mentally gives us the best opportunity before the ball's even snapped. Is there a group of players in that locker room, though, that are like, come on, we got to roll with Tommy, we've won two straight? Or do you think they have enough respect for Tyrod, what he's done and who he is, that there isn't that faction in there? Look, Tyrod Taylor's won a playoff game in the league. You know, he's won a lot of games in the league, and I think that always ha- has more clout than just hey, a young guy who's who's won some good games, all but against you know some inferior opponents. Um, and I think you, you look at you love that story and you love the fact that hey, there's some rhythm there. Uh, but ultimately, you go back to like who's won the biggest games and who's got the best opportunity to lead us down if we need to drive at the end of the game. Who gives us that best opportunity? And I think that's Tyrod. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Giants Huddle is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to every day, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at Citizens Bank. Dot com. A uh, couple more things about this game, Sean, and then I want to kind of take a look at what Joe Shane last week and take kind of a big picture look at the bye at, at kind of where the Giants are at. This Packers team is pretty good now. You know, it took them a while to get here, yeah. but that shouldn't be a surprise. 
Jordan Love, even though he's been in the league, this is on his fourth season, I think, right? It got better as he got more snaps and more work. More importantly, he's working with one of the youngest wide receiver groups in the league, two second-year players in Watson and, and Dobbs, and then you have two rookies in Jaden Reed and Wicks, and then the Heath kid, another guy that doesn't have a lot of experience. And it really seems like they've started to figure it out now the last few weeks, and I think they made the national coming out party on Thanksgiving no. against the Lions, and they go beat the Chiefs on Sunday night. So let's just start offensively here first. They have very, very talented players. They're young, but they have ability. Yeah, they do. And I think Jordan Love has been the biggest aspect of this. Early on in the season, he, he was turning the ball over a lot. Like He was throwing a ton of picks. I think he was trying to force certain things. Um, Christian Watson was hurt earlier on yep. this year, so that kind of disabled them a little bit. And we'll see if he can play this week, by the way. He aggravated yeah. that hamstring Tweet on the Sunday handy. night. And Aaron Jones has been out with an MCL injury as well, so um, I, I don't know if he'll be available for this game as well. But I, I think when you look at this offense, they, they have the ability to make some big explosive plays. That they can score some points quickly. And I love Jaden Reed. Romeo man. Dobbs has juice. been – yeah, he's got some wheels. Um, he's kind of been one of their explosive playmakers. And Romeo Dobbs has been – Phenomenal, And Jordan Love, they've kind of got that relationship now where it's kind of like, you know, what, what you're used to seeing from the quarterback-receiver relationship in Green Bay, right? It was Driver and Favre and, you know, Rodgers um, and James Jones Jordy and Nelson. Randall Cobb. And Jordan. Yeah, like you could see that trust. The back shoulder fades mm-hmm. are there. Um, you know, there's times where, let's face it, Romeo Dobbs is not open and Jordan Love is still throwing him the ball because he trusts him to come down with it. So How about the touchdown to Watson in the end zone where it yeah. was good coverage. He just threw it up there and Watson used his athleticism yeah. to go up and get the ball. And earlier in the season, that was an interception. Right. Now it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So it's the same throw, same read, same decision, different outcome. And I think that, you know, look, rhythm and confidence is are a huge part of this game. And right now there's nobody more confident than the Green Bay Packers, as you mentioned. To beat the Detroit Lions, who I thought was actually a more impressive win on a short week. Yeah. Detroit is so physical. And in the Detroit. fact that they won that yep. game in Detroit, that was a huge win. And then the Chiefs game, look, the Chiefs are not the same Chiefs that won the Super Bowl. They haven't gotten there yet. They don't have that same dominance. Yep. Um, but I think the defense, really, you have to give a lot of credit for what they've done. And they have not been great against the run, but this past defense has been phenomenal, and a lot of it starts up front. Rayshon Gary has been uh, you know, what, he's what Bobby Johnson would call a werewolf. Like, we've got to find a way to not let him wreck this game because he absolutely has some Micah Parsons in him. Like, you've got to find a way to crack him, to chip him, you know, run some screens at him, give him something that has to slow him down because there's teams that are trying to double him with a tight end and a tackle. He splits them. He beats them both. You try to chip him with a running back, he beats the tackle, then he jumps over the running back. So, He's been a handful, um, and he's almost a better. Like, and the Giants have had a lot of issues with their shot with uh, Hassan Reddick with the Eagles coming off that left edge. Yeah. He's got that type of athleticism, yeah. but he's got a little bit more size and power than Reddick. Yeah, he's too. definitely more powerful yeah. and and more physical than Reddick, but he's got that get off. That that yeah. first step is is really powerful. So, um, you know, look, if I'm in that huddle, I'm begging. Tyrod or Tommy, give us the hard count. We're at home. Let's use the hard count. Let's try to slow that down. So chipping might not uh, be a bad yeah. idea. Like, you know, put Daniel Bellinger on that side and let him do some chipping. Have the running back go over there yeah. and help a little as bit. As long as Bellinger doesn't flex outside, because we've seen that happen too many times. <laughs> like get Bellinger in there tight. Let's yes. put a vice on him. No question about it. And you know, you take a look at some of the other stuff they've done defensively. 
you know, Sean, they have some players in the secondary. They have some injuries back there, too. Darnell Savage is a good safety. Uh, Jair Alexander is somebody that's been battling injury, too, but he's a very good cornerback. They don't do a ton. They're almost, in my opinion, a little bit too passive on defense. You don't mm -hmm. see a lot of blitzes. It's a lot of zone. They allow stuff in front of them. So I think this is a game where the Giants are going to have to be patient offensively, too. Try to run the ball a little bit, some short passes, because the Packers are one of those teams that want to keep everything in front of them, and they're not going to do... Uh, Stuff like the Patriots even did a couple weeks ago, where you're trying to do a lot of stuff up front and confuse people and and and, and try to mess the Giants up in terms of what's going on in that kind of box around the quarterback. And that defense, they've been able to do a lot of that zone because they've gotten so much pressure with just right. a four-man rush. Mm -hmm. So when when you're get, getting and manufacturing pressures with your front front four, you don't have to blitz. You don't have to get exotic. You don't have to get creative. You, you're just you're getting home, and now all of a sudden, all those interceptions and takeaways start to to happen for you. So. I think that is crucial. Um, really, third down is the key. What you're saying is be patient with with you know with a defense like this. What they're saying is we don't think you can go 13, 14 plays. Right. Like we don't think you can go Heck, string along those plays, really, and right? go on a big drive. And the Giants, I mean, offensively, we have the worst passing offense in the league right now. So if you're the Packers defense, what are you? What do you? What threatens you really? You know, Jalen Hyatt is the only guy that really is threatening to take the top off the defense or, or beat you and get behind your corners. Um, we'll see and then Waller on third down, we have the week, second worst second worst third down offense in the league right now, so we can't stay on the field. So that's that's something that they have to find a way to get better at. I think a lot of that is first down production. Like if you're in third and nine, you're not going to convert a lot of third downs. Yeah. But third and four, you've got a lot more opportunity to run quick passes, um, maybe throw a quick now screen and, and, and let – um, the wide receiver makes somebody miss. You have a lot more opportunity to do that. So that's going to be crucial. Third downs, you got to stay on the field, and you got to get some drives going offensively. Yeah, and by the way, you mentioned Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, good player. Devontae Wyatt, good young player. Lucas yeah. Van Ness, we saw him have a really good pass rush against Kansas yeah. City. He's a young, talented pass rusher. So a lot of good players on that Packers And Rashawn Gary, he's going to be all spooled up because, you know, he went to Patterson Catholic, or excuse me, um, Paramus, Paramus Catholic. Paramus, yeah. And so he's, this is kind of a homecoming game for him, coming back to MetLife. National um, TV audience, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got another Jersey boy coming into town here, uh, as long as he doesn't steal any thunder from Tommy D. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named the 2022 Best Bank by, in the U.S. by The Banker, as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of The Huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. All right, Sean, Joe Shane had his kind of State of the Union address for lack of a better term last week want to go through a couple different things one a lot was made of what he said oh yeah we expect Daniel Jones to be the quarterback next year yeah who else do you expect to be the quarterback next year yeah. Tyrod Taylor is a free agent and if Daniel Jones is healthy he's going to start over Tommy DeVito so that's the obvious answer the more important answer he gave was a little bit later on when they said well would you consider drafting a quarterback behind the draft he goes, yeah well we'll, well we'll draft the best player so to the point that I'm trying to make much like Brian Dable doesn't have to decide on a quarterback on the Monday or Tuesday yeah. before a Monday night game. Joe Shane doesn't have to tell people what he wants to do in the draft five months before the draft when there's still five games left to play. So that's what I got out of that whole thing is that, yeah, I'm keeping my options open. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm thinking or what I'm going to do because you know why? I don't have to. And it yeah. hurts me if I do. So yeah. that's how I viewed that whole kind of big picture part of the presser. Yeah, I think Joe could have started the press. I was like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like, <laughs> it was the obligatory, all right, listen, let's address all this stuff, even though I don't have answers yet because we're not there yet. So They don't know who they're picking, who's going to be on the board. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's impossible. I'll be honest with you. I, I winced when Daniel Jones went down with the ACL injury and everybody you know, was confirmed he was out for the season. I, I grimaced and I winced because immediately the outpour was, all right, that's it. Giants got to draft a quarterback now. And 
That, that makes zero sense. If Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt, he's the quarterback next year. Nobody's having that conversation. The fact that he got hurt, like that doesn't change what you're going to do from a plan going forward. They just signed him to a monster deal because they believe he is a good quarterback. He willed this team to a playoff game and a playoff victory last year. So when a guy gets hurt, that doesn't mean that he's no longer a good player. And I think for Daniel Jones, he will come back from this. And there's nothing that would lead us to believe that he's not going to be the same player he was. I think, you know, for Joe, it's I've got to build a team, not just for next year, though. I've got to build a team for the future. So when you ask a, a general manager right now at this time of year, who are you looking at drafting? They don't know because they don't know who's available yet. They don't know where they're going to be picking. And right now, it's just, let's just get all the information. We're scouting all of these guys. And he's doing his due diligence. And look, even if they had 10 wins, he would still be out looking at quarterbacks. Like, I think you're always looking at who those quarterbacks are. And, and he if, said he has to address the quarterback position one way or the other anyway. Right. So he's going to be scouting these guys. They might draft a quarterback. They could. They could very well draft one. And I think you have to look at, all right, where are we picking in the draft? Right. Who else is available? And also... You know, if there is another team that wants to trade up, do do I need to take that into account? Because the amount of collateral and the amount of currency you're getting for some of those top picks, for somebody to to jump ahead to take a guy that they love, um, you know, that's a factor too. But I look at the the draft kind of differently. You know, I know Giants fans out there are like, "Hey, we got to draft a quarterback now. That's it. We're they're like they're off Daniel Jones. They were so quick to throw him in the dumpster again." Drafting a quarterback is not a sure thing. And it's also like, not a one-year solution. Like, I think if you ask any GM, like it's it's probably like you know like forty percent batting average on on drafting a quarterback. In That's the top probably five high pick. to be honest with you. It probably yeah. is high. I mean, you go back and you look at the draft with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield goes one, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen. So one out of those four quarterbacks is still with the same team that drafted them. So even if you go and draft a quarterback high this year. What does that do for you? This team is not a quarterback fix away from being a playoff team. Like, that's not the point. It's not like, hey, man, like the Cincinnati Bengals, we had a great team. We just need a quarterback to come in and fix everything. Like, that's not where the Giants are right now. So, um, you know, people that – if somebody out there says, oh, my gosh, the Giants have to draft a quarterback with this pick, like you could just, like, basically let them know that you don't have to value their opinion anymore going forward because that's not the way that this works. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? No, it's, yeah, remember you draft players, not positions, right? You draft the player that you think is good. You don't just say, even if you draft, draft even if you draft a quarterback, say it's top five pick, he's not playing next year. Daniel Jones is playing. You're paying him to play and he's, you're paying him $40 million. So he's going to play. So you're drafted that guy. And you're not going to even see him for another two years. Like that's not a good business. Yeah. So I'm with you um, in terms of that calculation. And we'll see what the Giants do when they eventually do uh, get to the draft. Another thing you talked about was Evan Neal. He said, most importantly, has to play better, something we've said on this podcast many times. Then he was asked about moving him into guard, and he said, nah, I don't think I'm there yet, and went back, watched him at Alabama, thought he was good. Your thought on kind of what the plan should be for Evan Neal moving forward in terms of how you handle him, and is moving into guard, you think, a real option? You know, there are some really good tackles in this draft. It's a great tackle class. So how do you kind of view what Joe said about Neal and how you would kind of handle his development here moving forward? Yeah, if you've got a, a piece of furniture in your family room that, that is just, like, it's not working, you've got a recliner chair, like, moving it to the other side of the room isn't going to fix the chair. Like, you got to fix... What's wrong? And what right right now, what's wrong is Evan Neal's technique. And so it doesn't matter if you move him into guard. It's not 
Um, it's not going to change. He needs to play better, and he can play better. And I think the big thing for Evan Neal is— And he did play well at Alabama. Joe Shane said, look back, I looked at the tape, he was good. He did. And he uh, was. I think the one thing that jumped out when I watched film of him in Alabama was he was on the ground a lot. Especially and, in the run game. And mm-hmm. that's something that you can, like you have to fix. You cannot win in, the game, in, in this game if you're on the ground. And I think that's something that he needs to get better at. That, that's an Evan Neal thing. Like, it's not he's, – he's strong enough. He's big enough. He's quick enough. He's athletic enough. He's got all the tools. He just hasn't put it all together. I will also remind people that Andrew Thomas struggled in his second year too. He didn't really start to balance out until his third year. So it does take time. Um, he was a young guy. I think um, when you look at the fact that Evan Neal has been banged up a little bit this year, that doesn't help the technique. But it's all about mastering your craft, and he is not there yet. He hasn't mastered it. Do I think he can get, can get there? Yes. Do I think he's still a tackle? Yes, I do. I think he's got the length. I think he's got the power, and I think he can handle that load. No question about it here. Um, one more thing on moving forward here, Sean, and this is how I kind of look at it. Next year, you're trying to build a complete team. I get all that. When I look at it, most of your resources at this point have to go into the offense. I'm tired of looking at 13 points a game, 18 points a game, 19 yeah. points per game. Yeah, I whether it's the guard position, whether it's wide receiver, wherever you want to improve, I'm okay if the defense even takes a little bit of a step back. I can live with that. I need to see this offense function at a high level. Whomever the quarterback ends up being, and we yeah. think it's going to be Daniel, that's where my resources had to go this offseason. That's what I would prioritize, whether it's free agency or the draft or both. That, to me, is now you have to commit to this, right? Like, last year, they didn't have a ton of resources. The year before, they had no resources. But now it's time. Yeah. It's a good offensive draft class. You can find guys in free agency. you got to put higher quality, more talented pieces together on the offensive side of the ball to try to finally make this unit work next year. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah, the Giants got to find a way to score. This, this In this league, I mean, you just watch Jake Browning you know, on Monday Night Football, throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, and they just scored, what, 34 points? Yeah. Um, it's a points league. Every every other team in the league is scoring points. The Giants need to find a way to, to get points on the board, and they've got to score. And I'm, I agree with that. I think you've got to add offensive weapons. If you added a top – I mean, if they were able to get Marvin Harrison Jr., you, you get a guy like that. Or even sign a Brandon Ayuk who might be a free agent, right? right? You, you're going to have an opportunity to get guys like that. But you bring somebody like that, a playmaker like that, to the team, it adds instant offense. And that's exactly what you need to surround Dan Jones with. Listen, the, the, this team is better offensively than they were last year. And last year they made it to the playoff game, won a playoff game on the road. And I, I think that this offense had a chance to be better. Obviously, Darren Waller's out as well. That hurts the offense. Um, but, but not being able to score points, there's no excuse for that. And I totally agree with invest capital in somebody that's going to help you score points right now. See, this is why I did my um, uh, warning at the start of the show that we were recording this before Brian Dable's press conference. Who do you think is the starting quarterback on Monday? Brian Dable just told us. Who do you think it is? Mm. Um, I think he. I, I don't know. I think he he likes to eat. He, he, he may he may go with a little of this chicken cutlets for everybody. Hey, Sean O'Hara, wow. Tommy DeVito will be starting on Monday Night Football. Brian wow. Dable made the announcement about uh, eight minutes ago, courtesy of uh, Paul Dottino's Twitter feed. Wow. All right. Tommy All right. So D. let's rewind now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so your thoughts on the decision to make DeVito the starter and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, so I love this habit after I just went on this t- this soapbox <laughs> thing about give me the veteran, give me the guy. Um, you know what? I, I, I think 
this is awesome for Tommy DeVito. Like the fact that not only did he just win two football games for the Giants, but he won over the coaches too. And basically they're saying this gives us the best chance to win right now. And I think what he's saying is, you know, the rhythm right now that the offense has, the confidence they have right now. And his quote, by the way, Tommy earned the right to play. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that's, that's huge. Um, and, you know, look, if th- if he struggles, you know, you, you have Tyrod now to insert in if something happens with Tommy and, you know, look, if, if he's all of a sudden, you know, starts out the game and is not, things aren't going well, all right, look, we got somebody that can come in there and stabilize things. But and I think you hit it. I think it's easier to go from DeVito to Taylor if you start DeVito than to go from Taylor to DeVito if you start yeah. Tyrod, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the, the trust that they have shown by announcing that, especially this early in the week, is that, look, we th- Tommy can handle this. And, look, he's made some big-time throws. Even with a dirty pocket, he's shown the ability to, hey, I'm going to let it fly. And that's what you want. I think the, the his ability to kind of process some things, every week it's gotten better. Every week mm-hmm. it's gotten quicker. So um, the fact that he's had a little extra time with the bye week to, to kind of go back and look at some things and maybe even refine some things, improve on some things mentally. Um, look, the mechanics are there. The kid's tough. Um, and I think the juice that he's bringing right now to the offense it's it's tangible and and for Brian Dable to to give him that opportunity um you know I know he said he earned it which I think Giants fans would agree with that and again now you got both sides of the argument and we'll see what the Giants end up uh you know if they stick with Tommy the whole game if he struggles does Tyrod get an opportunity we'll have to see but Tommy DeVito again starting for the Giants uh on Monday Night Football you know this is Jersey karma for you not supporting the Jersey guy outright at the start of the show. This is like the New Jersey juju coming to get you for betraying a yeah. fellow Jersey guy. Yeah, well, and, and there's going to be a Jersey guy coming after Tommy DeVito, too. And yeah, we're Sean Gary. So, uh, <laughs> the fist bumps better be all on our side. Sean, good stuff, my man. All right, Johnny. Giants Little Podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. For Shoto Hara, I'm John Schmelk. We'll see you next time, everybody. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.